Hello and welcome back to another Trackster, the running podcast or whatever you want to call it. I don't really know at this point. First podcast we recorded in 2021 and we're going to sort of talk about the news, basically what we uploaded the YouTube video on uh, on Sunday. We're going to try and give a bit more viewpoint on that and then see what else we have to talk about. Today, I'm not joined by Rory again. He's almost back. Um, he's had a few weeks slash months of like moving house, university stuff. So he slacking. should be back in the next podcast. Yeah, slacking. Don't don't wait your turn. Slacking. You have to wait until I introduce you before you can say anything. Um, so today we're actually joined by our writer, um, Josh. And I won't get him to introduce himself because he's already told me he doesn't want to do that. So I'll just ask you, how, how are you today, Josh? I'm all right, thanks, mate. I'm all right. This is a New Year's resolution finally achieved and it's only, what, the fourth? Finally invited on the podcast. Well, it'll be the last one you're invited on as well. So just just get your, count yourself lucky. Um, well, if, we'll, see, if we'll see. We'll see what the fans say. Five-star reviews. Well, no one's going to listen to this because it's, it's you'll have your name somewhere in the tile. So I'm just surprised anyone will click on it. Um, to be fair, though, you have had you have had some highlights working for us. I say working for us, doing articles like you're not exactly being paid. So um, you have interviewed some people. So do you just want to say um, who you've interviewed this year and sort of how's that been for you? Uh, yeah, so we've had quite a busy couple of months, haven't we? We've managed to get some. Some, to be fair, like some of the biggest runners around at the moment. Um, I think Mark Scott was a particular highlight, um, just given how amazing his year's been. He was also a good crack to chat to. And I also liked interviewing Jake Smith, actually, because he was just like cracking on with house chores whilst he was talking to me, making his dinner. And he was pretty interesting to talk to. So, yeah, it's been good. And we've got a few decent people lined up for, for the new year. So... You know, stay tuned. You'll have to speak to me about those people in a bit because I'm still, I, I don't really know who we've got lined up. So that'll be nice to, uh, yeah, we go. I actually need to have a conversation with you about this off the podcast about I had an epiphany on my run and what more work you could do for us. Seems though like we might as well use, uh, well, basically like, what free labor at this point. So might, might as well, yeah, well utilize that. It's probably a criminal offense, to be fair. The we're all this work for zero, zero pay. Um, nah. You don't have to do it, so you know it's just. Uh, I, well, it's you know, I could, yeah. Well, the way I see it at the moment, and we'll see what the the listeners have got to say. But I feel like the articles are like the glue that are holding tracks to, together right now. So, you know, I'll just keep. <laughs> I I'll hope, just keep churn. I'll just keep churning them out. <laughs> I hope everyone can understand where sarcasm is being used here, because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, sarcasm. Oh, that's a bit of a touchy thing, sarcasm, isn't it? Some people don't always get it. Yeah, I am being sarcastic. I obviously am being sarcastic. I'll edit that bit out so you just seem like a complete and utter. Um, probably, I'm not going to say this word because I don't want to edit this podcast and I don't want to bleep myself. So I'll just, I'll just avoid saying a word. But I'm thinking of a few in my head. Um, let's get into the news, shall we? Um, I was going to bring the whole thing up about the new lockdown rules, etc. Uh, can't be bothered to do that because it's just depressing. The UK, I'll pretty quickly say for anyone who doesn't know, the UK has just announced a new lockdown. Six months at least, I think it said. Um Six weeks. Can't go up. Six, six weeks. weeks sorry, yeah, not six months. God, if it was six months. Um, <laughs> what? You can only exercise once a day outside for whatever reason. Um, you know that they, I checked that today as well, and the limit is an hour, just to apparently, just to go off on a bit of a tangent. Apparently, it's apparently. It's well, I broke, I broke the rules today then, so that's great. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So you can only exercise I, I, for I'm an hour. Exercise today. Yeah. 
so oh I've been for a walk and I run today just that nobody tell Boris because that's ridiculous to be honest like you can only run for an hour so like what if I run 60 minutes and one second my chances of catching or spreading COVID are going to increase by tenfold already is that is that what's is that what the crack is that is apparently yeah and uh, if you run on your own in the morning and run run on your own at night for example then you know that really increases the risk of COVID rather than just running once yeah makes no sense even if you live in the countryside, it's if you run either for a minute over 60 minutes or if you run twice, regardless of how far, you could go for a five-minute jog um, in the morning and five-minute jog in the evening by yourself with no one around, uh, but you're not allowed. So you can't do that, unfortunately. Um, thank God I've got a treadmill. In fact... Yeah, well, you're one of the lucky ones. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to expose this treadmill company now. I'm not sure where I'm going to say their it. name yet. I'm not going to say their be name. Be careful, but like pending legal... Yes. Yeah. Um, but I ordered a treadmill in March. They ignored me after I paid. It, I had to basically harass them to deliver it, and I got it start of April. It broke at the end of April, and then for four months they ignored me. And then every few weeks they were like, "Oh yeah, we'll send you a new treadmill. We'll send you this one because as a sorry because um, it took us what I think it was like five months in the end." Uh, they're like, sorry, as a sorry, we're going to send you a better one. The one they sent me, completely like terrible compared to the one I had. And now they're ignoring my emails again. Uh, and then reply every few weeks saying, oh, so you want to return it? And I reply, yes. Or I just want a treadmill that I originally wanted to buy because the first one I got still wasn't what it said it was. And then they just go, oh, so you want to return it every time. So that's fun. But yeah, I won't speak about that because I'm going to try and, you know, actually take like some action name, against them. Should we name them and shame them? <sighs> is anyone... Feel like, uh, no, because feel what like about if they decide... To, right, if anyone is thinking of buying, buying a treadmill in the UK, avoid a company called Equip for Gyms. I know myself who's had a horrible experience and also my friend, who I, at the time, recommended buy a treadmill from them, has also had a horrible experience. Um, so, yeah, just avoid that if you can or if you don't choose to avoid them, because they do have some very good prices on treadmills and gym gear, just be careful and know what you're getting yourself into if things do turn sour. Um, just carry on pressuring them because it's not good enough, really. Anyway, enough about me. Go okay. on. No, it's fine. I was just you go on. Say, isn't it right that the actual only problem with the treadmill that they ultimately sent you as a sorry is that it doesn't go fast enough for you? Well, yeah. yeah. So the original treadmill I ordered was advertised to go three-minute kilometres. So, uh, yeah. a K in three minutes, which is great. I could do pretty much all my training up to threshold training on it. Um, and then it didn't. It went five minute miling, which is a bit, a fair bit, like three or six kilometers, I think it is. And then it broke. And then it broke for no reason, by the way. The motor just stopped working. And then the one that they sent to me after, they said was supposed to go 23 kilometers an hour it came and it went six minute miling which is 16 kilometers an hour so quite a big difference yeah, so i can only do easy running on it and it's boring but you know it'd be sound for me well yeah you could do everything on it couldn't you i could do everything on that that's like my vo2 max work on that no yeah i i'd have faith that you could do that, that was sarcasm much. again listeners that was sarcasm again by the way i can't yeah but it's not it's it's not that much sarcasm let's <laughs> be honest <laughs> Um, into the news now because this is what it's titled and we do need to get into this um, we're just going to talk about 
in more detail in our thoughts about probably most of the news we announced on our YouTube video and in the article, if you haven't read them, but we just want to sort of give more views on them. The shoe stuff, I guess it's just a quick brief, like talk about them because there's not really much to say other than they look new. Uh, the first one is the Nike Zoom X Invincible Run. What are your thoughts on that, first and foremost? Well, I have to, this is the only one, right, of all of the ones we've listed that I think I actually would consider buying because I never really, I don't know, there's something about the Infinity Run, which didn't really float my boat, but with a full-length Zoom X midsole, having recently um, felt what that was like in the Vaporfly Next Percent, I think... I think this invincible run could be a game changer in the sort of elite long run shoe. I hope that's what it is. But for me, from the previous shoes, what looks similar to this, I'm basing this purely off visual, like the React Miler, stuff like that. It just doesn't look like a great shoe and I haven't heard many things about them. So hopefully this is different, but I feel like Nike just bashing out so many different shoes where no one has a clue what they're for. And it's just ridiculous. This is supposed to be obviously for a long run. At the minute, the Vermeero 15, I feel like, is a great long-run shoe from Nike. So I don't really see the place in the market for it at the minute. But Yeah, I, that, I think that's the problem with Nike at the moment. We've been speaking about this previously, haven't we? If you go on the Nike website, you, there are about 30 different running shoes without really properly explain what they're all for. You know, And I'm a bit with you, really. I never really fancied the look of the Infinity Run. And they basically just made the same shoe with the zoom x midsole yep. so but in saying that though a lot of people and i know we're about to talk about the infinity run anyway but a lot of people really like that shoe when you speak to them they mm. all got nice things to say about it so you know it's a bit wider isn't it for example like the yeah, pegasus in it it's a very wide shoe yeah a very very wide shoe so maybe it's a bit stable and a nice and soft zoom x so maybe it, i don't know maybe it's maybe it's going to be nice i want to try it for sure Okay, that's I, I can see that. I, I think I'm going to get it to be honest. Even that, if that's just to film a YouTube review on it, maybe get try and get it early, get some views in. Um, even though YouTube isn't paying me properly, but that's again another thing for another day. Yeah. Um, next up, the some Nike. Enemies on this pod. Well, yeah, I'll I can't even edit it, so yeah. Oh well, it's their fault. Um, the Nike Infinity Run Two, nothing changed as much here really, apart from the upper, which is probably the biggest issue with it actually. To be fair, yeah. apparently. I've I've no experience in the Infinity Run One, so I can't really speak on it that much. Um, yeah, I, I, same. Other than just knowing quite a lot of people who ended up buying it and said, and they yeah, they gave it pretty positive reviews. But having run in the Pegasus Thirty Seven and liked it, I've just never felt like I needed to get the Infinity Run. So, especially know, when there's I, shoes like Hoka's and like stuff like that, where you can exactly. And we love Hoka's, don't we? Clifton's yeah, we seven, do, baby. And Sacconi Dolphin um, Shift as well. I've got to stick that in there, you know. Big love have you to people at like Sacconi. Yeah, uh, yeah I have. Good. I don't own a pair currently, though. Um, but great shoe. Look, Swiftly moving on again, because we've got a lot of stuff to cover. The Vermeero 16. Feels weird saying that, because I literally got the Vermeero 15 two weeks ago, as when it just came, first came out in December, and the Vermeero 16 is already around the corner. Again, Zoom X in the heel, looks horrendous <laughs> off proto pictures it, is, it looks so grim but the, the Vermeer 15 um, is great so well yeah i was about to say you really love the Vermeer 15 don't you what's it like yeah, I, the sort of because it's got zoom in the heel and react in the rest of the shoes is that right 
Um, it's got Zoomex in the heel. I'll just get it and have a look. So it's got it's got Zoomex in the heel, and then it's got Zoom and React. I think I think it's got all three. To be honest, it's but there's a black bit. What I can't tell what that is, and it's quite stiff. And then there's a soft bit. Either way, it's got Zoomex and then either Zoom or React. And it might have AirPods as well. I don't know. To be honest. Looks quite nice in person as well. Looks better than the pictures. So I was pleasantly surprised by that. But it honestly, if anyone's, I know again, Hoka's, it feels like the Hoka Clifton 7, but with a bit of extra snappiness and also with Zoom X and the heel, which you can definitely feel. So yeah, I actually really like it, to be honest. So I, I'm going to probably go by the Vermeer 16. Often. Yeah, well, it's supposed to be being produced pretty quickly because I'd read that they had some sort of production issue and that's why they're bringing out the 16 pretty quick is that right? Yeah that is correct correct well done um, um, next shoe not a new shoe the, a design of a shoe and because of the hype of it we have to include this is the Blue Ribbon Sport Next Percent have you seen the new design for the Next Blue Ribbon? I have it is it is lovely I have to say it is lovely but it looks Christmassy so, <laughs> yeah, it does actually. It's a bit out of season now. Although you probably can't even get hold of it anymore can, anyway, can you? I don't have a clue. Um, I just saw it and included it in the news. I'm not sure if they're sold out or not sure if they've even been released yet. It's so limited normally. Um, yeah. And the information on it's pretty limited as well when you search online for it. But I have to say, I thought it looked, it looked sexy. Yeah, sexy is a one way to put the way a shoe looks, Josh. I appreciate that. Everyone understands what I mean, though, when I say it, it just looks sexy. It, like, when you did. look at the Vomero, Vomero is not sexy. The True. Blue Ribbon Sport Next Percent is sexy. <laughs> That's fair enough. The Nike Vaporfly Next Percent 2. Anticlimax of the decade here. Looks the same, pretty much. Um, it's like basically just a new colorway. <laughs> It's literally a new colorway with different material on the upper, which I guess helps. And it's got something on the front, I think, for more durable sort of thing. But like, I wanted a new shoe. I'm not going to lie. And yeah. it's not I mean, what we've I've got. literally only just, yeah, I've literally only just bought a pair of the next percent, haven't I? So, and I was amazed when I did them for a session last week. I can't really see how you'd want to change the upper much, to be honest. Yeah, durability of the materials absolutely because it's not a shoe that you can do loads of miles in and it, it does, it's not cheap either is it so i can understand that but in terms of the upper unless you're going to fundamentally redesign the shoe i'm not really sure what they can get from a no. redesigned upper but we'll have to see i suppose yeah I'll, I'll, I'll wait on that one see what everyone else thinks but i might be getting the new Sacconi um endorphin pro too because that actually looks like it's changed so but yeah, well, I'll speak about that on the news this week anyway, because there's some news that's come out about the Sacconi range, um, what I will announce on Friday, which is when we're doing the news this week. Um, on to Adidas. The Adidas Adizero Adios Pro 2. What a mouthful. Um, what do you think about that? I, You know what? I'm actually I'm not impressed by this, because the... Hold on, I've got to read it because it's so hard to say. Adidas Adizero Adios Pro 1, I thought was a really nice looking shoe. And the way it's been competing in the races this year and everyone's reviews has said it's a genuine competitor with the, with the next percent. But 
this new design, I don't know. I just, I can't get, I, I know you much prefer the colorway, don't you? But I think it looks it a lot nicer like it, than the old one. Yeah, see, that's weird. I, I don't know. It feels like it's a design change for design change sake for me, I think. Yeah, I, 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 I'll be interested to see what's actually different about it. Because obviously I'm not too knowledgeable on the Adidas Adizero one. Uh, as they're in using the, the same midsole, aren't they? Are they using the same like foot pod things, like um, toe rods, or yeah. what they're called? Yeah, what are they called? Foot, yeah, I think the toe I think rods so. are something. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see what they actually change. Well. I have to speak to Sam Sam Parsons about that one. I'm sure he knows uh, knows what's changed. Um, the Adidas Adizero X is one I have spoke to Sam Parsons about. It's not race legal for pros. Um, I don't know. What it's look, for. just looks ridiculous I mean how high is that shoe it, it is crazy I mean they it's just extra foam that they put in is that all it is just to make yeah, it but, extra comfortable I mean obviously you can't I can't race in it but I, I, if I can train in more foam I'll train in more foam um, it might be a weird downgrade yeah, in a shoe yeah. though like if the shoe is actually better than the racing shoe and then you race in that shoe that'll be a bit weird so Obviously, so it's going it to be worse. Just, is it, yeah, is it just the Adios Pro, but with more foam, essentially, like a bigger stack height? So you've still got the toe rods and everything like that. I can imagine if there is toe rods, they won't be carbon. They'll probably be a less aggressive toe rod. I can't. I can't imagine sense, there's a there's a there's that much attractiveness about a shoe. What pros can't race in, that's the same, just bigger stack height than the marathon shoe. I can't imagine that's what they're trying to go for there. Because it doesn't make sense. Yeah, perhaps it's something like a an Adidas's answer to the Tempo and X percent or the Zirconia Dolphin Speed, and it's like a training shoe, but it's but the extra foam gives it just a bit more forgiveness on your legs, maybe. I, I'm guessing that's yeah. I'm guessing that's exactly what it will be. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm excited us, to see that again. It. Go on. I was just gonna say all of us sort of ordinary runners could actually use this in any sort of normal race couldn't we just because you can't yeah. use it in a, a professional race so it might be a popular shoe i guess i guess but when when the pros can't race in it how are they going to market it like that as well like if where they're going to market they're just going to play sony like a lot of marketing goes towards pros wearing it in races whereas this one you can't give it to pros to wear in races so where people can actually get the confidence about the shoe sorry if you can hear my sister shouting i told her we had a podcast i feel i'm getting tired of saying this because it happens every time i do apologize for that um next shoe moving swiftly no. on yeah adidas boston 10 what do you think so i actually really like the look of this um i'm i ran in a boston a few years ago and they're obviously a staple adidas rain loads of uh people like the boston's so a bit like the pegasus aren't they they sort of have a a, a real big fan following but this new boston actually looks like a genuine upgrade you know they've put light strike pro in the midsole they as well as the boost so you still get that sort of classic boost feeling so i think this i think this shoe could be a really good training shoe to be honest for like long easy runs and i yeah i'm a bit of a fan not gonna lie so now i'm like so why is how is this different from the adi zero x like if you're both, if you're bringing out a training shoe, what's well, pretty similar, like what is, is the Boston going to be like a Pegasus Turbo 2 and 
the Adidas, Adidas 0X is going to be like the next percent tempo. I, sorry, I don't want to use Nike as an example, but I can't really think of anywhere else in the market where they can have two different training shoes what do the same job. Yeah, exactly. And I, maybe, and perhaps us talking about this lot like, is 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 an is an indication of the fact that Adidas might be falling into the same trap as Nike in that they're making too many shoes and people are a bit like, I don't actually know which one to buy, so I'm actually going to buy not <laughs> because yeah. I, I don't really know which is best for me. But the only thing I can think of is that maybe the Boston will be a bit cheaper than the Adazero X. So maybe the Boston will be like 110 10 quid, which is what, like 130 $140, something like that, instead of the more premium prices just to sort of attract uh, a different market. I see anything I can think of. No doubt Adidas will have it on sale at below 100 pretty much instantly, yeah, which is what they seem to do with everything. Um, yeah. It's probably going to be more durable, actually, than the Adazero X as well. True. It's got boost in it, and it's probably got more rubber. So do you know what I mean? It's probably a bit more of an everyday shoe than the Adazero yeah. X. So onto the transfer news. Here we are. So obviously, there's we covered five different people who had made transfers, um, and I, don't, I obviously don't want to spend too much time on this because we could be here for hours on every every subject we've got here. Um, so just briefly, I want to speak about the people moving from Nike and joining other teams. So we've got Charlotte Perdue first of all, left Nike, joined Adidas. Why do you think that would have been? And do you think that's a good move for her and for Adidas? And you're frozen, but I'm going to carry on trying to speak while you're frozen. Uh, I'll just give my opinion on this. I personally believe it's probably definitely because of the current 50% dropping of athletes, what um, Nike is doing. And with the current state of what the super shoes are in, I actually think moving to Adidas is probably a benefit. Uh, sorry about that. I cut off there for a second. I'll probably edit the bit out where I seemed like a fool while I was talking to myself for 30 seconds. Um, but my Wi-Fi somehow magically went off mysteriously. Um, I was asking, I'm not sure how much you heard, do you feel like Charlotte Perdue's move to Adidas from Nike was a good move for her? And also, do you think it's a good move for Adidas and probably Nike, seeing as they're probably, probably the ones that didn't re-sign her? Well, I think it's a great move for Adidas, isn't it? Because she's um, she's obviously a really talented runner, got a pretty high profile in the UK as well. And I think, to be honest, it's, this is a sign of things to come. Because as we mentioned in the in the news video and and in the article as well, Nike are going through this restructuring where they are effectively cutting or removing a lot of their professional contracts. So. You know, I think it's just, we're going to see this a lot more, people moving to Adidas. I think it's a great move for, for Charlotte because at the end of the day, the Adidas gear is is top-notch and she's, she's probably going to earn more cash for Adidas, frankly. So, yeah, I think it's great. What about you? Yeah, that's true. I, I agree. Um, I guess the shoes at the minute are probably better. I have already said this while I was, um, this, um, what do you call it, while I was talking to myself because of the Wi-Fi. Um, I'm not sure if it is on the podcast. I'll probably leave it in if I've already said it. But yeah, I feel like at the minute the shoes are not worse. Like they're probably better than Nike's, especially this year. Well, the athletes have performed better in them. Obviously, you've got to give credit to the athletes. Um, 
so yeah, I don't really see a problem with what she's done, especially when she wasn't in any like Nike training group or anything like that. So it, she hasn't really lost anything. And the only thing she's gained really is new opportunities, probably better money and just, yeah, different company, which is always nice because Adidas do nicer clothes and casual casual actually. wear. So Yeah, agreed. I don't want to. I don't want to touch on every single transfer. So if if you have not watched the YouTube video, then go and watch that. We touch on a few others, but really we could speak about every single one individually for a long time. So yeah, Nike are cutting a lot of athletes, and also and also Sacconi aren't resigning a lot of contracts, and Puma are signing a lot of people. But we'll cover that again on the news this Friday because there's some stuff what's been broken this week that we haven't spoken on yet, and we want to save it for that because we want to get more information before we talk about it. So, on to the world of running, which is just the general news section. Stu McSwain ran a 350 mile. What What do you think of that? I mean, he's some bloke in his, Stu McSwain, I have to say. I mean, he's probably, this is maybe controversial, but I think he's he's probably like the standout, maybe, okay, maybe check the guy. But he's like the standout performer of 2020. If you think about all of the things he's done and, you know, he's clearly carrying it on in 2021 because, you know, if you haven't seen the video, check out the YouTube channel because it's on there. It's just an insane race. He basically runs the last 800 metres on his own. Yeah, he's some talented guy, isn't he? He is. And the way you, when he, the way he paced that race as well, like I think he went out like quick. So he did well to hold on like the last two laps. Um, but yeah, I'd definitely say he's up there with this having one of the best seasons, along with both the Jakob and Jacob Kiplimo, and obviously Jakob Ingebrigtsen, as well as Chepter Guy on the men's side anyway. Um, yeah, what really great think, talent. I mean, this is I mean, this is technically not transfer news, but um, sorry, not uh, general news. But what do you think he's in the Olympics in 2021? Assuming it's it's going ahead and everything, what do you think his chances are in the? Because he's going to run, he's going to run a 1500 and he. So, the thing is, got a medal chance. Uh, it's the fifteen's always anyone who can run three thirty has got a medal chance because on the day you don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, I'd say based off this season, you'd have to say, providing that you're thinking Lewandowski is maybe past it a bit now, and how people have excelled this year, and the fact that McLuthy probably can't race, but also might be a bit past it. Um, you'd be thinking Chariot's the favourite still. Or maybe Jakob, given another year, almost beat Chariot this year. So Ch- Jakob and Chariot are top two favourites, without a doubt. And then I'd have to give third favourites Jake Whiteman. Yeah, good shout. Good but shout. then, like, when was the last time a 1500 had the top three favourites come first, second and third? Yeah, it's going like, to be some race, isn't it? So I think he's got a chance in the 1500. 5k? Probably not. Like... Kiplimo, Chapter Guy, Kajalcha, if he runs it. Um, there's so many, Ninja just Blitz, so yeah. many runners who can run like 12.50 that unless Stewie can pull out a 12.50, I don't really think he's got a chance of meddling in the, in the 5K. Um, but I, yeah, to be I honest, at that. this point, I wouldn't doubt that he could run 12.50. So I'll have to wait and see. <laughs> Other than that, Jimmy Gressier decided to do a 5K and a 10K in the same day and ran 13.39 and then ran 28.13. Was that in the same day? I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, the same. I the know same. That, given I wrote the article, I thought it was like the next day. No, nah, I think I'm pretty sure it was in the same day. Um, okay. And 
Genzebi de Barber won the 5k in 15 minutes. And I'm not sure she has another sister because the de Barber came second as well. Obviously, I know she's got sisters, but a de Barber came second um, in that race as well. So, yeah, maybe. And obviously, Helena Beery ran the 10k and won it in 30.53, which is a decent time as well. So, it yeah. like quite a fast race, didn't it? That, those races. Well, I mean, they're not they're not exactly slow, are they? You know, yeah. a women's 5k, 15 minutes on road is is moving. Um, the men's side of things, 13, 39 is probably not as exciting, but yeah, decent races. Yeah. Um, in the UK, there was a race as well indoors, 3k in Manchester. Wished it was better coverage. We did message them, didn't reply, and the coverage was awful. It was a great one run from Mark Pierce, 752 European indoor qualifying standard. Uh, I think a better run for um, on the women's side for McGeehan, though. 854 yeah, is it's decent, like that's decent running, really decent running. So, and they just got in, they just got the indoor racing done just in time before our, our lockdown. So, well, yeah, they won't be able to do it now, would they? Exactly. All elite sport other than football has been cancelled, I think. Is that right? Uh, oh, I don't know. I'll have to check I, that. My mum just told me all elite sports been cancelled, and I went, "What? Even football?" And she said, "No, not football." I don't know how correct that is. Don't quote me, but that's what my mum said. So she must be right. Um, Bow Classic, right. Bow Classic 2020. Um, there were some faster races where, in the women's side, it was Kip Kemboy won in 30, 30 42 over the ten thousand meters. And Oscar Chalimo won the men's 5,000 metres um, in 13.17. It was a close finish in the men's race. There's quite yeah. a lot of runners around that 13.20 mark. So the second guy got 13.20. Yeah, so de- decent running. Um, Jim Walmsley. J- Jim Walmsley. I can't say that name. I think it's Walmsley. Walmsley. I think you- okay. That's fine. <laughs> um, Jim, if you're listening, send us a DM and let us know how to pronounce your name. <laughs> Uh, 100k road world record attempt 23rd of January what do you think you could run 100k in first of all a few weeks no I don't know um, and what's that in miles what, what's 100k 60 in miles? 60 or around 60 oh, probably God, it's a bit more than 60 I think yeah so it's like yeah okay nearly three marathons god it's going gonna, it's gonna to take me all day isn't it <laughs> no, I don't know I wouldn't have a clue well um Two days. I probably need to sleep in between. Two right days. Now. In the shape I am right now, I'd probably say two days. <laughs> what is the world record? I'm going to look this up actually, because um, I've got a time in my head. I don't know how what I think I could run. Well, and... well, I think you should say that. I think you should say what that time is before you put no out the world record. Oh, no chance. No chance. Oh, okay. Well, I, I was going to say. Um, I was going to say like, well, 400 minutes, which is. Six hours and forty minutes. So and the world record six hours and nine minutes. So I guess that's fair, really. Yeah. Probably couldn't run a hundred k because I'd probably break down. But yeah, I feel like running four minute kilometers is pretty doable forever. So it's just how long it takes before my body can't take any more running. I guess. So that, that's what thing. it is, is it? Four kilometers, four minute kilometers for a hundred kilometers. Yeah, is what time I think I could run. No, the world record's quicker than that. 
is what I think I could run if I didn't get injured. <laughs> um, but, yeah. But, yeah, it's fast though. Six hours of you six need, hours. Well, of you need the infinity runs. You need the infinity runs for that. Invincible. No, the invincible runs. So then you wouldn't break down. Maybe that's what they're designed for. Like what the hundred k? Get, get a pair of the invi- Yeah. Or get, get a pair, pair of those Adidas shoes with a massive stack height. <laughs> yeah. True. Um, what else? All right. Good yeah. luck, Jim. Yeah, good luck. Josh Chep's guy announces going for the five k and ten k and the Olympics in Tokyo. Obviously, I don't get. I just needed to include that because he said it this week as if... He sort of announced expect... it formally, didn't he? Yeah, but like, why wouldn't you expect him to do that? Do you think he could get the 5K and 10K? Like, as in, obviously you think he can, but logistically and feasibly, how? what do you reckon his chances are for winning both? I, I think he's got a great chance of winning both, particularly because um, obviously the 5,000 metres is in, in heats and stuff, but 10,000 metres... It's just a one-off race, isn't it? Yeah. And I think with the field that are running the 10,000 metres, I just don't think there is. And, you know, we're going to get a hate for this because there's so many, like, Simo Farah fans. So apologies to Simo. But I just can't see anyone beating him in the 10,000 metres, realistically. I think he could jog and win the 10,000 metres, honestly. See, I, I, I actually not think he's... I don't think he's going to win either of them. Ooh, wow. I think what? I think Kip Bruto might win them that. both. No, I, I think Kip Limo might, might win them both. Yeah. Not Kip Bruto, sorry, Kip Limo. Like he's ran seven twenty six and made it look easier for three k. Kicked down Ingebrigtsen, and then decided to run one. He won the World Half Marathon Championships and then ran fifty seven thirty or whatever he did uh, at the half marathon to come second and get the second fastest time ever. And I mean, beat Chep to go out the world half, didn't he? Yep. And he outkicked Borrega to run 12.40-something. 12.47, I think. Yeah, 12.47, 12.46, something like that. Um, so he's he's outkicked everyone this year. So, like, what can't he do? And I know Chep to go has got a kick, but is it as fast as Kip Limo's? I, think, I don't think it is as fast as Kip Limo's. And I think Chep to go... If he's going to win both races, and I still maintain that he's got to be the favourite, although I take your point about Kip Limo, but this guy is, you know, just just completely smashed the world record in both distances. So he's got yeah. to be the favourite. If he goes out quick from the start, I think his chances are higher. Do you know what I mean? If he sort of runs a championship race and puts it down to the final lap, then he could be struggling. But let's let's just play this scenario out. Kip Limo, obviously the world record for 5K is what's um, 60 point something per lap. Kip Limo, Kip Limo ran sub 60 for 3K. So it's not like he can't hold, it's not like he can't run a decent pace for a decent amount of time and then have a rapid kick. Um, It's going to be interesting. If you were a better man, you'd you'd put, you'd put chapter guys the favourite. And I know that, but I just feel like Kip Limo has a very good chance of causing an upset, if you will, because I want Josh Cheptegai to be the best ever, or I want Kip Limo to be the best ever. I guess it depends. But the minute Cheptegai has the world records, and I love seeing people do something that no one's ever done before, and he's got to get medals to do that. So, yeah, well, I tell you what, if you're a, if you're a betting man, you'd probably get pretty decent odds on Kip Limo right now, given that Cheptegai. Uh, is the sort of current world record holder. I reckon you can get pretty decent odds on Kip Limo, and that would 
wouldn't be wouldn't be the worst bet you could place for sure. True, might have to actually look at that. Um, something I'm not too too knowledgeable on, but I need to include it was the Japanese Edikan race. Um, I know it's a very traditional race. Um, ten stages of a half marathon distance, and each team has ten runners. I, I'm pretty sure some of these stages must be downhill because someone ran 57 minutes for a half yeah. marathon. So or I, on a I've, bike. No, I think it's downhill. Like I think there's literally like a half marathon what's downhill for all of it. It's still yeah. good running though, but it's just an interesting concept, isn't it? And it was heavily dominated by Nike. Nike for the first time, which was weird because normally it's Mizuno and Asics what sort of have the most common shoes. Yeah, and on the um, I was actually surprised when you look at the results. Obviously Nike ran away with it, but um Asics or Asics, whatever you call them, they weren't even on the like the leaderboard as far as I could see, which can't be great for them, given that they're supposed to be the biggest company in no. Japan. I, I um, think both the Mizuno and Asics stocks dropped after that race, which is, just shows what yeah. kind of influence that has. Uh, the Japanese you know culture what? is crazy, though. Yeah, and I'm the same as you. I don't know too much about the Ekaden race, but we should in Europe, we should be following that model for, you know, not all the time, but one race a year, maybe. And I'm not saying necessarily over the, five, uh, over the half marathon, but basically just longer relays just to as something yeah. different to watch a bit of a spectacle you know so i wonder what japan for a great idea i do need to do more research into this but i wonder what the feeling of winning that race is like is it like winning the british champs or is it like winning like you know bigger is it like a really really like dramatic achievement i don't know um yeah well it's because it's like a traditional thing in japanese culture um i don't know for some reason i'm thinking about it like Maybe our American listeners won't understand this, but maybe it's like winning the FA Cup final or something like that. Do you know what I mean? It's like ingrained in Japanese culture. So I, I reckon it's probably quite a big deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's the equivalent of the FA Cup final? Like the Super Bowl? Maybe it's like winning no, the Super the, Bowl. The Super... It's different in America, though, isn't it? Because always... to finish off, they always have these playoffs and stuff, whereas we just have leagues. Uh, I guess it's like winning the Champions League. In the America, isn't it? Because yeah. you get into knockout yeah, stages true. and stuff. Um, social media news. What What was your opinion on the athlete specials video? I assume you've watched it. If you haven't, I'm going to be very ashamed of you. No, of course I've watched it. Yeah, I've watched it. Um, I mean, I'm not going to carry on the beef with the athlete special on here, given this is my first podcast, but that I've appeared on. But I, I just have an issue with his one to five, to be honest. Um, I don't know about you. Obviously, Craig Engel's number one, clearly. Um, I don't know, Donovan, Donovan Brazier, only at four? I think he's got to be higher than that. You, you do know that Personally. he was doing it off factual information, Josh. He wasn't actually given opinion-based. I do know it that. Was, but it... I do know that, but the guy's the world champ. The guy's the world champ. You know, but do you think he has more back, clout than clout. Matthew Centrowitz? Do you think he has more clout than Matthew Centrowitz? I would say, like, right now. I know Centro is the Olympic champion. I get that. But and the Olympic right champion now, as well. Yeah, yeah. I would say right now, Donovan Brazier has more clout. Even if it doesn't relate, translate to, you know, specific Instagram likes or, or that sort of thing. That's just my own personal view. And I, I get that the athlete special was doing it off factual information, but you can't help but bring your own like subjective opinion into it, I guess. Like that's fair. Like, don't 
and don't get me wrong, like I love Drew Hunter. He's an absolute, you know, what a what a, what a bloke. But fifth, that's fair. Fair, you know. I don't, you know, he, I'm surprised he was that high. But you know, controversial comment there. Yeah, that is quite controversial. You're gonna have quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of people after for that. Well, you're not because we don't get many listens on this podcast. But you, yeah, you'll you'll have maybe one. You will now. You will now. So next, let's run T as I called it. I, I need to do, improve this segment this week, but the thing I brought light upon this week was the fact that someone was suggesting that 800 metres was the easiest track event. Have you ever I ran mean, an 800, first I of all? I did it, yeah, at school. Don't ask me what time it was. Probably about five minutes. Um, I, I remember the 800 metres at school being the hardest one. Um, but I am going to have to defer to your far greater knowledge on this. But I would say what, 800 metres is definitely not the easiest one. If, if you're talking about racing a race competitively, like if I went into an 800 trying to race it as well as I'd try to race a 5,000, pain-wise, 800 metres is harder. Um, 300 to go, you if you can't hold off that lactic, you're done for. Like I've never been in so much pain than 800 metres because it just feels different, like lactic. I know people say 400, but... Running a 400 flat out to me isn't as hard as running an 800 almost flat out. Like it's two laps of it's pretty not much different in pace, is it? Really? That, you know. It depends. Obviously, if you're an elite 800 meter runner and an elite 400 meter runner, obviously it's quite a big difference. But I don't know. 800 for me has got to be the hardest or steeplechase. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't really comment because I've never done, never raced a track 800 meters. But the only thing I can relate it to is if people who also listen to this podcast have never raced an 800 meters is if in just doing a session and you're running 800 meters, you know, near sort of VO2 max, it just hurts, isn't it? From like pretty much halfway, <laughs> far more than it's like a different pain to the five 5k or 5,000 meters. So I could definitely agree with you that it's the hardest one. Sure. Yeah, it, it's just one of them where, especially for middle distance like me, you're slow twitch. If you ask me to do an 800, I pretty much have to sprint. <laughs> like, if I if yeah, I run same. on paper, my PB for 400 meters is 54 seconds. I could run quicker, but not by much. But I'd want to run a 152 800. So I'd have to go through two seconds slower than my PB through 800 and then do it again. It's like through 400, sorry, and then do it again. It's just not feasible at my current state. I just don't do gym though, do I? So my, my strength yeah, is lacking. Well, so that's the biggest thing I'm to no, hold off lactic. Yeah, well, I'm no twitch, so I'm not even going to try and... I have no idea how long it would take me to run 800 metres. Let's if find out. out slow. Let's find out. Yeah. <laughs> Next <laughs> yeah. week, 800 metre time trial. Yeah, um, shout out if you want that as a YouTube video. <laughs> you might have to get inspired running club, course, the coaching service to uh, set you an 800 yeah. metre time trial. <laughs> New um, runners spotlight. I'm going to get onto this. Again, this is an 800 meter runner, so I can't really, I guess it's the same conversation. But Keely Hodgkinson, we've given it to her. 17 years old, runs 201 16 indoors and sets the European under 20 record. Can you even comprehend that that speed? No, genuinely not. It's, well, I have read it a few times, like right in the arc, and I was like, no, this got. I had to I genuinely. This is the truth. I had to Google it to make sure you hadn't made a mistake in the video, two hundred one sixteen. And because 
seventeen year old in seventeen year old indoors. It's absolutely crazy. Thanks so, for having that faith in me, by amazing the way. <laughs> well, like, it wasn't. It's not that I didn't have faith in you. It was just like it's so when you. It's just such an amazing time for for her to run. You've just got to like. It's almost one of those times when you double take. I think anyway. I'm just um, going to look up on the pod on see what the indoor outdoor conversion is. Um, I'm sure there's one somewhere. Um, what event was it? Mile split. I'm on right now. So yeah, it's it's. I'm not sure if they're going to do it right because it's mile split and they're useless because it's owned by Flow Sports. Um, but you never you never know. Let's see. Convert. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Mile Split. It's not done anything. <laughs> what? Not worked. Yeah. Women undersized, bank size flat. I just want to know what it is outdoors. Thanks. Um, Another oh. reason why Flow Sports is a pile of food. They can't even do it. So it, it here it says, it says women undersized to flat is two zero zero fifty-seven. Women banked slash oversized to flat equates to two oh two. So they're saying eight hundred indoors is quicker than they can't be right. Women flat to banked oversized, women undersized to banked oversized. Makes zero sense to me. If any of you can make any sense of that, please leave it below. I just want to know what a two oh one sixteen on a banked two hundred meter track equates to outdoors. Simple as that. Um, yeah. But it's got to be quick. It's got like, to be quicker, surely. It has to be. Indoors is slower, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, um, just to give some context, that 201.16... No, I, I wouldn't say sub two minutes. Don't get ahead of yourself here. It's okay. <laughs> maybe close. I just want to give some context to say the women's Olympic 800-metre final. Um, the top three were... Sorry about this. I'm searching it on as I search. I'm searching it as I go. Apologies, I can't speak. So, first place, Caster Semenya, 155. Damn it! This was a very fast race. This this is. Yeah, I'm sorry, Keely. I'm using a bad example here. <laughs> um, 155, 156, 156, 157, 157, 157, 159, 159. So every woman ran under two minutes in the final. Okay, yeah. never mind. Ignore me. Um, it's still an amazing. It's time. quick though. <laughs> It's still very quick, and she's only seventeen. Uh, well, she's under. She's in. Well, she's eighteen. Uh, yeah, now. she's only seven. Yeah, well, she was seventeen when she ran it. Um, yeah, she, yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. When you put it all into context, and that she was indoors, and you know everything that's gone on this year with, with interruptions to people's trainings, it's pretty, pretty decent time. In fairness, so well done, Keely. Very decent, and. I'm going to leave it there because, to be honest, I'm fed up talking to you and I need to upload this podcast. So have you got any last words or any people you want to call out? Because we always have to ask that. Uh, I don't know why I'm ending my sentences with emphasis on the T's, but oh well. So yeah, anyone you want to call out? No, there's no one I want to call out. I'm friends with everyone. Friends with everyone. Absolutely nobody. Um, but, you know, that's it. Thanks very much. Hopefully this is not going to be the, the first and only time uh, no, it, it will be. It will be. It, the, the things that have gone wrong in this podcast are 
You think you think people actually listen to these podcasts? You're wrong. There's there's going to be no comments because no one's going to have made it this far to the podcast. I am being hopefully sarcastic. I hope people do listen. Yeah, there's five, um, and they listen and they give five star reviews, and they they're going to go. They're going to comment on the account saying you should get your article writer, get him get him out from behind the desk and get him behind a microphone a bit more often, because we want to hear. That's what we who we want to hear from. I heard you want to do a voiceover. Nobody's going to say that. No, maybe I heard you want to do a voiceover for the um, the next news article because I'm already fed up of reading the news. Because I don't think I've got a very good news voice, to be honest. Maybe we should leave that up to the listeners. Let us know if you would prefer me um, and my, you know, soft Cheshire accent to read the news, or or you want Alfie's Sheffield accent to read the news. Let us know. What you prefer? Uh, yeah, right. The, the end of the podcast. Do let us know what you prefer. Maybe leave us a five star rating and then say I prefer whichever one. Um, other than that, I'm. Thank you for listening, and you've listened to me, Alfie, owner of Traxter, and Josh, Jimmy Kimmel look alike. So, thank you for listening. It's Jimmy Fallon. But cheers. Thanks for listening. Jimmy guys. Fallon look alike. Thank you and goodbye, and have a lovely Tuesday. I think it is, or Wednesday or Thursday, whenever you listen to this. Goodbye.